right. <clears throat> hey guys, welcome. Um, we are jumping into a brand new series called Gratitude. And uh, what we're doing is, um, I don't know about you guys, and I kind of hinted at this earlier, but man, uh, holiday season, you know, it's like the schedules fill up, everything is super busy, everything is crazy, and before long, I feel like I'm not myself. Check out this video. Mike, what is your deal, oh, man? Oh, come on, man. You've been riding me all day. Mike, you're playing like Betty White out there. That's not what your girlfriend said. Oh, baby. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Eat a Snickers. Better? Better. Mike! That hurt. You're not you when you're hungry. Snickers yeah. satisfied. Yeah, man. Who loves Betty White, right? She's awesome. Um... Definitely one of my heroes. Um, anyway, yeah, so holiday season, getting nuts, getting crazy, schedule's full, and I feel like as I get closer to the end of the year, I'm like having to apologize to more people because I'm not really like acting myself just with all the stress and everything. So I thought with all the obligations, um, you know, maybe feeling tapped out or, or, or poured out, you know, um, it's good for us to kind of pause together as we go into this and just reorient our hearts together. You guys cool with that? We will reorient our hearts, um, with a posture of gratitude as we go into this season. Um, yeah, uh, talking about gratitude. Um, so we're going to look at the song, the song gratitude. Um, I just encourage you, if you haven't heard it, definitely check it out. It's been a super big encouragement for me, like recently. I'm um, just, just remembering like <clears throat> just some of the words we're, we're going to go through them in just a minute, but I've been encouraged by it. And I hope that as we kind of like focus in on, on this song, that, um, that it'll be an encouragement to you. Of course, we're going to bounce it off scripture scripture and, uh, but maybe, um, we'll remember it during the season as a time or a place, maybe you hear it on the radio, maybe, you know, it comes through your playlist or whatever. And it's like, oh yeah, that's that song. And just be reminded of a time of gratitude. So, um, raise your hand really quickly, quickly. If you grew up in the church, anybody in here grew up in the church? few of you guys did. Okay. All right. I want to tell you a story. Tell me if you can um, connect with this. Okay. Do you guys remember getting ready on Sunday morning for church? Okay. So one Sunday morning, my socks, I mean, I'm in like fourth grade or something like that. So don't hate. Okay. My socks felt weird on the inside of my shoes. Anybody ever had that before? Like, it just feels weird for some reason. And you're doing like twinkle toes. You're like wiggling your toes inside your shoes, but it just doesn't feel right. And you don't really know what's off, but for some reason it's driving you banana. That was me like this Sunday morning, right? So I'm wiggling my toes. My dad's like, dude, get over it. Seriously, come on. We're going to church. Um, so we're at the table, right? We're eating breakfast. Um, just at that point, like the milk runs out. So like half of the kids got cereal. The other half have to eat mom's oatmeal, right? Um, so, and, and, uh, and my socks still felt weird, right? So I'm, you know, at the table and this is not right. Something's wrong. Um, so somebody who didn't get to eat cereal decided that somebody who did get to eat cereal will get to wear oatmeal. Um, so that turned into a huge fight, right? You guys connecting with this at all? Was this your Sunday mornings? 
No? You guys had a normal family? Okay. Um, so then we're, you know, that person who's now wearing oatmeal had to go change their clothes. We're, parents are rushing us out to the car, and they're like, come on, come on, come on, come on. And my socks still felt weird, so I'm in the front yard, and I'm doing this. I'm like, Dad, something's wrong with my socks. You know, and he's like, dude, get in the car. Let's go. Um, so we get in the car, and then inevitably, somebody's, like, short end of the seatbelt is, like, jammed down in the seat. So somebody didn't have a seatbelt, so they decided to steal the other person's seatbelt, and that person was, like, not able to click click their seatbelt, so they got in trouble. And, um, you know, somebody punched somebody, and then somebody spit on somebody. And then we pull into the church parking lot, and parents turn around, and they're like this. Pull it together. We're going inside, you know, and it's like, I don't know. <clears throat> I just felt like church is fake, right? Sometimes growing up, it's like, you know, or, or mom gets, gets this part of your arm with a pinch. Dude, that hurts so bad, right? I still have PTSD from that, man. It's like, but I feel like church is kind of fake, right? Because, um, you know, we got to walk in here and like put ourselves together and put a smile on our face when I'm totally ticked off at my bro because he spit on me and then my, you know, and, and I'm totally mad and we're walking into church and it's like we had to put uh, some kind of smile on our face or some kind of fake look on our face. And I kind of felt like ch- I, I, I was kind of convinced growing up, okay, church is fake. Church is fake. We're all faking it, right? Because all of us could not have like, like we came in here all like this. Hey guys, hi. Hi, you know, um, giving hugs like life is perfect and wonderful. And I'm thinking every single other person, when they pulled in the parking lot, it was like, get it together. We're going inside, you know? And and so I'm thinking like everybody else is in the same boat we are. And and so I kind of had this feeling like, okay, church is fake. And, and then I'm at Bible school and I saw something a little different. I saw something a little different. It was almost like an overcompensation of that where it's like, um, I'm going to gravitate toward all of my problems and I want to just throw them up on you. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, and so Bible school students would be out and it would be almost like a, a contest to see who could, um, you know, talk about their problems the most and, and their drug addictions and, and stuff that they overcome to come to Bible school. Cause like now I'm, now I'm going to be equipped for God's calling. But just, you know, three weeks ago, I was a heroin addict, you know, and, um, no, um, so all that to say, all that to say, I think when it comes to, um, when it comes to doing things that we don't necessarily feel like doing, Okay, like worship, like prayer, like showing up, right? Sometimes, like I get it, authenticity is currency, right? It's real and it is, um, it's valid. But I do think there is today having, um, you know, met Christ in, you know, 2011 and, and uh, surrendered to him. I do believe there are, there's value in engaging with some things that maybe we don't necessarily feel like doing. Now, the immediate tendency is like, oh, well, that's, that's fake, right? That's not real. It's, <clears throat> I'm just doing the motions, right? And, and uh, so one of the things I was thinking about is like communion or, or how many times you guys sit down and, 
and pray over your food, but like you don't feel like praying. And so you kind of just throw some words out there and things like that. And, and, um, and I think gratitude is kind of one of those things, right? Um, every year I'll be, I'll be completely transparent and honest with you guys. I kind of don't like um, the, the Thanksgiving season. Cause like, that's when all the churches do like, uh, 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 Hey, let's give thanks, um, series, right? Like we're just like what we're doing, right? Y'all cool with that? All right. So, um, <laughs> no, but I'm like, I'm like, okay, here we go again. And maybe just like, I would say this year is definitely one of those years. It's hard. It's hard to lean into that. It's hard to, to think about, man, pausing, and posturing my heart in such a way that where I want to give thanks and I want to, I want to have a heart of gratitude. I think it's something that you got to work at. I think it's something that, um, something that you got to intentionally do. Like it's so easy when you're doing communion to just do the motions, right? It's so easy to do that, but it's not that hard. It's simple, excuse me. It's simple, but it's not easy. Okay, let's put it like that. It's simple, but it's not easy to pause and do it with intentionality, to do it with purpose, to posture your heart in a way that it's sincere and authentic. So we're going to look at this song, Gratitude, over the next couple of weeks, and, and hopefully it'll be an encouragement to you. Um, hopefully we can, even if, we're, even if you're in a space in, this, in, in your life right now in this season where maybe it's hard, maybe you got a lot going on, maybe there are hard things, um, Maybe it'll be a, a time where it's good for our heart to just, um, you know, flex that, that gratitude muscle, right? Where we just, we get in that posture, we get in that space, and we offer up our thanksgiving to God. Um, so I'm going to read just, I'm just going to read through the words of the song really quickly, and then I'll tell you what we're kind of jumping into tonight. So um, here's the words of the song. All my words fall short. I got nothing new. How could I express all my gratitude? I could sing these songs as I often do, but every song must end and you never do. I've got one response. I've got just one move. With my arms stretched wide, I will worship you. So I throw up my hands and I praise you again and again. Because all that I have is a hallelujah. And I know it's not much, but I don't have anything else fit for a king except for a heart singing hallelujah. So come on my soul. I love this part because it's like, it's like a prayer, but it's also like telling myself to get in gear, you know. So come on my soul. Don't you get shy on me. Lift up your song because you've got a lion inside of those lungs. Get up and praise the Lord. Sometimes we don't feel like it, right? Sometimes life is um, such a way that, that we don't really feel like getting up and praising God because it's, sometimes it's rough. So tonight we're going to jump into the first stanza and I'm just going to read it real quick. One more time. All my words fall short. I got nothing new. How could I express all my gratitude? 
Maybe you're here tonight and you um, feel like you connect with the first part of that stanza, but maybe not the second half, right? What if you connect with like, my words fall short? Yes, 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 yes. I feel like when I'm singing and I'm worshiping, I feel like it's just not enough. Um, I've got nothing new, right? God, you know everything. You, you have um, however many billions of Christians across this nation, across this world, this globe who are worshiping you. There's nothing different that I am going to bring to the God of this universe that's even going to be worthy. But maybe, maybe you connect with it, not necessarily because your heart is exploding with all this gratitude, but maybe you feel like it's actually kind of hard to be thankful right now. Maybe you're battling some illness or unemployment, lonely, bullied, angry, grieving something. Um, how do we feel thankful when our car broke down, somebody's car broke down this week? Um, payday isn't for another week, waiting on results on a biopsy. Um, maybe someone got passed over for a promotion or, or a job or they applied for a job and they're not sure if they're going to get it. Uh, Another day fighting some debilitating addiction. Been there. Sometimes you start to lose hope. Sometimes you start to feel like the, the future just has more of the same of what things have, have, have come along your way. And, and as you're facing this holiday season, maybe you're thinking, man, I just can't fake another smile. I just can't be around another crowd of people and act like everything is okay when I'm falling apart on the inside. People look at you and they're, they see your RBF or um, they, they, they see like you're not the most cheery person all the time or whatever. And they're like, where's your, where's your holiday spirit? You know, and you're, you're thinking like, man, if you just had a day in my shoes, you would know what's going on. Paul says, 1 Thessalonians um, 5.16, he says, rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God, Christ Jesus, for you. So when I was in Bible school, one of the things that they taught us was like, anytime you hear an author use superlatives, pay attention because they don't throw those words around flippantly, right? You know, um, I got in trouble when I was writing because I use this word literally a lot when it's not actual literally, if that makes any sense, right? And so I would be like, man, those, those mountains were literally massive. And actually mountains are literally massive, but I used it way too much, way too much. Um, and, uh, and, and it kind of came across, like I said it so much that it didn't, it didn't have any weight. It didn't have any meaning. It didn't have any, um, strength because I just abused that word. And what you have to understand in scripture, these authors, they do not abuse these superlatives. And, um, what we see here is we see rejoice how many times, like frequently, whatever, always, always is the word. Pray without ever ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. And um, 
I mean, I don't know about you, but we could easily tear this, these uh, verses apart and we could say, okay, um, we, you know, in fact, we could probably talk about how it's um, basically impossible. I, th- I was checking to see if I wrote literally there. <laughs> um, you know, we could talk about why it's pretty much impossible to rejoice always, Right? We could tear these verses apart and talk about how it's pretty much impossible to actually pray without ceasing. We could tear these verses apart and we could talk about why it's practically impossible to give thanks in all circumstances. I mean, I, I kind of want to go to Paul and be like, dude, seriously? Like you actually said... Rejoice always. Do you think, I mean, like, are you not a human being? Do you not know the things that we go through, right? And actually, then I think about how Paul, like, went through crazy, ridiculous things. So what should be our ultimate source of joy? To get through these seasons, right, where we feel tapped, we feel stressed, we feel like Betty White suffering and, and um, difficulty. Jesus prayed this to his father before he went. He said, but now I'm coming to you and these things I speak in the world that they may have my joy fulfilled in themselves. That's John seventeen thirteen. Um John 17, 13, I'm just going to read it one more time. But now I'm coming to you and these things I speak in the world that they may have my joy fulfilled in themselves. Jesus, when he was going to the father, he wanted to, um, he wants those who love him to have his joy and to be thankful for those things that bring Jesus joy. And I thought this was interesting Um, I just started looking up all the places that we see in the New Testament where Jesus um, actually experienced, where it says in the text that he had joy, right? And so I'm just going to read a couple of these to you. And I'm sorry that I don't have um, slides up on the screen tonight. I will um, give you the the references for your notes so you can check these out. But there was a point where a sinner repented and became saved. And it literally, literally said that Jesus was filled with joy. That was in John that was in um, Luke 15. It also says in Luke 10, 20 through 24, that Jesus experiences joy when the Father's will is done. Like when God's will is done here on earth, right? We talked about this before. This is the kingdom of God. This is where God's kingdom is is ushering in or, or we are ushering in God's kingdom in our reality, in our world. That brings Jesus joy. When I think about eternity, um, sorry, when Jesus uh, is thinking about eternity together, um, this is recorded in John 16, 20 through 22. It says that Jesus experienced joy. Like this brought him joy. Some honorable mentions. Um, the Bible encourages us to be thankful for things like Jesus' everlasting words, John 17, 3. 
It also says to, to think about God's unchanging nature, that that should bring us joy. Psalm 102, 27. And salvation through Jesus' death and resurrection. I think, I think if we're not careful, that piece of our faith can just become an afterthought, an afterthought. Um, Jesus' death and resurrection in our life that we experience there. First um, Corinthians fifteen fifty seven. So what would it look like to have a heart posture of gratitude? I think um, the single common denominator in all of these circumstances is these things, these events all have to do with the perspective of eternity. And I think that is where we can find a source of gratitude, a source of hope, a source of worship, a sense that even though life is so busy, life is hard, things are happening, disappointments, whatever, and, and you got to keep up your holiday spirit and all this stuff that, um, you know, maybe we feel totally, completely, utterly tapped. We can come back to this place and we could see that Jesus experienced joy when someone, be, when someone was saved or he experienced joy when the Father's will was done here on earth. And I, I think we can start to get a perspective on our own life of things that are eternal. I thought about this a long time ago when it came to like playing video games and stuff. And I don't, I don't have anything against playing video games at all. Um, but there was something that I, that I think Abba kept whispering in my ear while I was doing that was like, does this have eternal significance? You know, and how much time are we spending in activities that have eternal significance? And I think during this kind of a season where we jump from party to party to party to event to event to event, we feel spent. It's really easy for us to lose sight of um, placing ourselves in those kinds of places where we are involved in things that have eternal significance. Maybe it's praying over a brother or sister who's struggling. Maybe it's reaching out to somebody who is having a difficult season. Maybe somebody who is that person who's battling sickness or grieving that loss or having a hard time fighting that addiction. And you take a moment and you take a, a minute and call them up and say, hey, I was thinking about you. And I just wanted you to know that I was praying for you or do you want to get coffee? How much time are you spending involved in things that have eternal significance? And I think we get joy out of that. We get, it changes our, our perspective on our own life, but it also changes our heart posture to one of gratitude because then you start to see God moving in that person's life or you see how encouraged they are by being just present, a ministry of presence, just being present for some folks. And you start to go, God, thank you. Thank you for those little, little pieces of joy where you allowed my voice to be used to speak a word of encouragement over somebody. So one thing I'd like to, you to do 
is I want you to think about this week. Um, think about somebody that you could call, maybe tonight. Maybe tonight, somebody you could call and just reach out to them and say, hey, I was just thinking about you. Um, in fact, why don't we do this? Why don't you guys all close your eyes really quickly um, and the band can come back up. Um, close your eyes really quickly. And what I'd love for us to do is I'm just gonna allow there to be like a 15 second moment of silence. What I want you to do is I want you to intentionally pray that the Holy Spirit would show you somebody that you need to reach out to this week and be be that those hands and feet of Jesus, that word of encouragement, that ministry of presence. Because, and not for the selfish reason of that it brings joy or gratitude into our lives, but that's the byproduct. That's the byproduct. So God, as we close, we just... Um, It's easy to um, get wrapped up in our own events, our own thoughts, our own um, heartache, our own challenges. And, and yes, that's real. And we need to think about those things. Um, but in the process of God, in the process of all of our obligations and um, the pressure to, you know, have everything posted up on, on social media so people could get an update on our lives and all of these things. God, would you help us just to be reminded of others? You see, that person in my life that is grieving the loss of something, that's actually a friend. And I'm thankful for that friend or that person, that family member who is uh, battling that illness or waiting on that um, answer on that biopsy, that's, that's family, God. And I'm thankful for that person. And, uh, that person who, uh, is struggling financially or whatever the situation is, those are, that's somebody that's in my life, God, that you brought into my life. And I'm thankful for that person. God, would you help us as a community to find our, find ways to put ourselves where we can be spending more time doing things that have eternal significance because your word recorded that those kinds of things brought joy to your heart. And man, if they brought joy to your heart, I'm sure they'll bring joy to our hearts. God, help us to do a um, sort of a self-evaluation Maybe we think deeply about um, how you want to use us in this holiday season to encourage um, somebody in our lives. And that ultimately by doing so, by being used by you, God, that we will find those nuggets of hope and joy. And ultimately, man, we are gonna have so many things in our lives to be able to just be grateful for. So we just love you, in Jesus' name. Amen.